0: this is the visit the zoo podcast episode number 18 today we hear about the giant panda we try to guess mystery animal sounds and we hear about some animal zoo news and a lot more Hello and welcome everybody once again. This is the Visit the Zoo podcast. My name is Frederick Fishman and I am your host. I am also the creator and author of the 120 animal 12 volume Visit the Zoo series available in ebooks, print books, audiobooks, and a new DVD that was just released recently. And of course, this podcast. If you're interested in any of these books, by the way, for wholesale purposes, if you're with a library or bookstore, you can check your catalog at Allied Vaughn or Midwest Tape. Today, we're going to listen to some zoo news, uh, two articles only today rather than three because of the description of the giant panda, which runs long. We'll only have a chance to listen to two news stories, and then we'll hear some mystery sounds and the description, of course, of the giant panda. We have three primary websites that you might be interested in checking out the first is our podcast and visit the zoo main website which is at zooanimals.info that's zoo animals plural animals.info and my main author site is at frederickfishman.info f-i-c-h-m-a-n com, and if you want to support and help all of our efforts here at visit the zoo keep the lights on and keep us growing and expanding you can check out our patreon site at patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash visit the zoo that's patreon.com slash visit the zoo okay let's get started Okay, we've got two stories. Uh, The first story is from an area that's close to near and dear to my heart because it was where I was born and grew up in northeastern Kansas. And this is a story entitled Complete Trail at Gage Park is a Good addition. The completion of a perimeter trail around Gage Park will connect all activities on the bustling grounds and is a positive development for Topeka and Shawnee County. Since its completion in 2001, The primary loop has accommodated many walkers, joggers, runners, bicyclists, and their pets through several ports of entry. At Gage Park, the added segment will connect the western section of the grounds along southwest Westchester Boulevard and provide an encompassing two-mile path. One of the positive aspects of the Gage Trail Park is its relatively short length and also its accessibility to other attractions, namely the Topeka Zoo. Those who visit the zoo could also be inspired to walk the trail. In addition, the path provides an aesthetic recreation area that will make the area even more amenable to those who live in the Gage Park neighborhood. It's combined with 14 existing trails maintained by Shawnee County Parks and Recreation. Those trails measure out to 50 miles and include 27 miles of paved trails, giving Shawnee County residents and those who visit lots of space to stretch their legs. This next article comes from New Delhi, India. and It is dated fairly recently as well. It says that world-class facilities in the national capital are not going to be limited to just civic infrastructure, but also extend to the entertainment area as the Delhi Zoo is going to get an underwater aquarium to rival the likes of the Sentosa in Singapore and the Sea Life in Sydney, to consist of an interpretation center and glass tunnels with marine life visible overhead, the aquarium would be built by utilizing the structure of an old water body. Zoo officials said that the design is currently being discussed with inspiration and concepts to be taken from underwater aquariums in Singapore, Australia, China, and the USA. It's to be built over an area of 25,000 square meters, which is quite large, and the aquarium's part of the long-term Delhi Zoo master plan. 2031 it will be a world-class facility something that will attract thousands of visitors every day we are looking at the best designs possible following which the project will be submitted to the Ministry of Environment and Forest visitors will be able to learn more about marine life through interpretation and aquatic animals through the glass panels and tunnels said Ranu Singh who is the Delhi zoo director Singh said visitors are likely to be charged an additional fee to visit the aquarium. The maintenance costs are likely to be quite high, so visitors may be charged a separate fee to visit the aquarium. So, that's a little bit about the Topeka Zoo and the New Delhi Zoo. And we go now to our animal sounds, which every single week we try and have you guess what these sounds are and when animals made them. The first two are pretty easy, so let me play those first, and there's two clips for this first animal, so let's see if you can guess what they are. Okay, and here's a little bit longer clip. Here is mystery animal sound number two. Let me play that again. This is mystery animal sound number three, and this one's very short, so I'm going to loop it a couple of times. Okay, what do you think? You know that last one? Well, I'll tell you a little bit in a few minutes. Those are our three mystery animal sounds for today. I want to thank Shannon Zamora, who is going to be reading our next animal description for us. And this is a little bit longer because the animal, there's a lot more to say about it. It's the giant panda, which we all know the black and white. Beautiful, cuddly looking thing that you would love to take home, but you better not. So here is Shannon reading to us a little bit about the giant panda.
1: Giant panda. If there is one animal on the planet Earth, that is instantly recognizable and universally loved? It is this animal. The giant panda is probably the most well-known wild and zoo animal in the entire world. And why not? The striking black and white coat? The round face? The black patches of fur over expressive eyes? What's not to love? This is definitely a creature that is bound to be one of the most popular stuffed animals for children. When you visit them in the zoo, it is hard not to lose track of time as you watch them play with each other, sniff out the humans watching them, or chew on their favorite food, bamboo. They are almost too adorable for words, but let's try anyway. The panda lives in central and southwestern China. It roams the mountain areas of Sichuan province primarily, and Shaanxi and Gansu provinces as well. The latest count on pandas living in the wild is around 2,000 to 3,000 individuals. In captivity, there are about 240 pandas in China and 30 around the world. Adults are 4 to 6 feet long and can weigh up to 350 pounds. Females weigh in a range of 170 to 280 pounds. The average for all panda weights is 220 to 250 pounds. They live around 20 years in the wild and 30 years in captivity. Their thick coats keep them warm in the cool to cold forest they live in. That coat is distinctively black and white, with black patches over each eye. Their round face hides powerful jaw muscles and large molars that crush their favorite food, bamboo. 99% of their diet is bamboo, but they do eat various species of bamboo for variety and to meet their nutritional needs even though they only eat bamboo, they are actually carnivores, meat eaters. They have that capability. They just choose not to eat meat. In captivity, they are fed various other foods to help balance their diet. Honey, eggs, fish, yams, shrubs, leaves, oranges, and bananas. But they do love their bamboo. In the wild, if they stumble upon meat, fish, or eggs, They will eat that food source as well, but only rarely. In the wild, pandas are terrestrial animals. They are solitary creatures. The female joins with males to mate, but then the males leave. They will not tolerate other females in their territory, and they do not build or stay in permanent dens in that territory. Therefore, they do not hibernate. They will climb trees for shelter. They also fancy hollow trees and rock crevices to sleep and rest. This is an important point to remember when stomping around a forest where there are pandas. They are assumed docile because most of the time they just lie around and eat. That is why they are so round and fat. But they will attack humans if they are irritated. They are not aggressive, just touchy about their privacy. In captivity and in the wild they have difficulty breeding. Cubs are born very tiny, very pink, very blind and without teeth. Starting them off in life, in captivity, has been a challenge. There are extensive breeding programs in Asia, and there are similar programs in Australia, Europe, and North America. Scientists are not sure how they got their name. One theory is that it comes from a Nepali word, "ponya," meaning wrist bone. The fact is, the origin of the naming of this beautiful animal is still unclear at this point. But one thing is clear. It is revered, respected, and loved around the world. The first panda in captivity was recorded during the Han Dynasty in China, the first imperial dynasty. That was around 221 to 206 BC. China still considers this rare and noble animal a national treasure. They have been mentioned in writings throughout Chinese history. The panda was first discovered by Europeans in 1889 by French missionary Armand David, who saw a panda skin. The first Westerner to see a living panda was German zoologist Hugo Weigold in 1906. The first Westerner to hunt and shoot a panda was President Theodore Roosevelt on an expedition to China in the 1920s. The first panda was brought back to the U.S. in 1936. In 1938, five pandas were sent to England. After that, no pandas were sent abroad for 60 years until the animal became a political symbol between nations. Pandas are considered endangered for two reasons. First, they are endangered because of very low birth rates. And second, because of loss of habitat. But with their popularity, they will be a favorite of citizens around the world for generations to come. The beautiful giant panda.
0: And that's a little bit about the giant panda. Let's go to our three animal sounds and let me see if you can guess what animals they were. All right, let me play the first two clips for you. and that is the elephant there are three species of elephants the african bush elephant the african forest elephant and the asian elephant the african elephant is found in sub-sahara africa and the asian elephant of course is found in asia southeast asia southern asia as well they like savannas forests deserts, marshes. They're herbivores, which means they are plant eaters. They live in family groups headed by the oldest female. The males leave when they reach puberty and they form their own groups with other males. The African elephant is listed as vulnerable. The Asian elephant is listed as endangered. Their distinctive features are their trunk their tusks, their size, intelligence, and social qualities. Their big ears act as radiators to keep them cool. By the way, the difference between the African and Asian elephant can be quickly distinguished by the size of their ears. The African elephant has larger ears than the Asian elephant. And that's quite distinctive, and you'll be able to see that in photographs. Their trunks, their distinctive trunks, they use their trunks for breathing, for smelling, for touching, for grasping. Each trunk is constructed with 150,000 separate muscles with no bones and no fat. They're very strong, very powerful, used for work and war, and sometimes mercilessly hunted for their beautiful tusks. In zoos, they are noticeable throughout the world as the dominant feature of any zoo. They are part of our culture and a symbol of strength to the world, and that is the elephant. All right, here is our next animal sound, and this is another easy one. That is a duck. They are in large numbers as waterfowl species, including geese and swans throughout the world. The word duck, by the way, is from the Old English. The male is called a drake. The female is called a duck. And the babies are called Ducklings. Their wings are strong and short and pointed for quick bursts of speed. Northern duck males, by the way, have magnificent colorful plumage. They eat grasses, aquatic plants, fish, insects, worms, which they forage for underwater. Their flat beak strains out water like a sieve. They are monogamous for about a year, females staying with males. And females are the ones that make that classic quacking sound. And they're found just about everywhere. The human connection for ducks, of course, is their meat, their eggs, their feathers. They're hunted for sports. And one tip, don't feed a duck bread. It makes them sick. All right, and here is our final animal sound. I'm going to loop this a couple times as well because it's very short. Okay. That is a lemur. A lemur is a primate and whose habitat is mainly or only in the island of Madagascar, which is off the eastern coast of Africa. They are known for their bulging eyes and their long, bushy, striped tail. Until humans arrived in Madagascar about 2,000 years ago, there was a species of lemur that were as big as a male gorilla. That's 300 to 430 pounds. Now their size ranges from 1.1 ounces to... For a mouse lemur to 20 pounds for an injury lemur. But can you imagine confronting a 430 pound lemur? I don't think so. They are very social animals. They use scent and vocalization to communicate. And they eat fruits and nuts. They are in decline because, again, shrinking habitat. Up to 90% of all lemur species face extinction within the next 20 to 25 years. So those are our animal sounds for today. In our final segment here on Visit the Zoo is where I read some quotes or a poem, and today I'm going to read a poem by Herman Melville. Herman Melville was an author who lived from 1819 to 1891, and he is most famous work, of course, is Moby Dick. And it's probably a staple of every single junior high school or senior high school across the United States. Uh, Moby Dick is must be read uh, as an absolute requirement. The name of this poem is called The Maldive Shark. About the shark, the phlegmatical one, pale sot of the Maldive Sea, the sleek little pilot fish, azure and slim how alert in attendance be. From his saw pith mouth, from his charnel of maw, that have nothing of harm to dread, but liquidly glide on his ghastly flank, or before his Gregorian head, or lurk in the port of serrated teeth, in white triple tiers of glittering gates and there find a haven when perils abroad, an asylum in jaws of the fates. They are friends, and friendly they guide him to pray. You never partake of the treat, eyes and brains to the dotted lethargic and dull, pale ravener of horrible meat. That wraps up this episode, episode number 18 of Visit the Zoo, and I want to thank you very much for joining me. It was a pleasure giving you this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. Next time, we will read more animal news. We'll hear some uh, mystery animal sounds. We'll hear some more mystery animal sounds and another animal full description. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes. And remember, you can visit our websites for more information, more background information, our main Podcast and visit the zoo website is at zooanimals.info and animals is plural at zooanimals.info. My main author website is at Frederick Fishman, spelled F-I-C-H-M-A-N.com. And if you want to support our efforts here, help us to grow and expand and keep the lights on, visit us at patreon.com dot slash visit the zoo. That's Patreon spelled P A T R E O N dot com slash visit the zoo. So until next time, take care. Bye for now.